This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. You know, there kind of came a point in time when I thought, gosh, like if we're going to build this business, why are we going to build a business that we're going to hate, right? Like we would show up to a wedding and we would hate shooting it. And so (laughs) that's when we decided, gosh, we got to figure out what it is that we actually like to shoot. Um, And we knew that we were always, you know, we were always kind of taking the kids to the side and doing things with them. Uh (laughs) Like During a family shoot, we will take the kids to the side and photograph them. And we end up spending like 30 minutes on a kid. Right, right. Like (laughs) 10 minutes. The parents were just the chauffeurs. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guests are Regis and Karin with Creative Soul Photography, and what they have accomplished in a short amount of time is really incredible. Not only have they grown their photography business exponentially, but they've also published a book and they're about to release their second one. And they've also started a line of merchandise. What started out as a passion project for Regis and Karen turned into something that has not only helped catapult their following and to have a fully booked calendar, but they are changing the world. And we talk all about this during their interview. Their work takes styling and creativity to the next level, so much so that they have gone viral, not just from the important messages they share, but because their portraits are absolutely stunning to look at. Okay, let's get started with the very talented Regis and Karen. Hi, guys. Welcome to The Portrait System. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. I'm so happy to have you here. So, okay, Regis and Karen, your business is Creative Soul? Creative Soul Photography, correct. (laughs) So Sue Bryce had sent me an Instagram message. She was like, you have to see (laughs) their work. They're incredible. Like, I would love for you to interview them. And so that was the first time I had seen your work, and I was scrolling through, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh, thank oh, you. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. That's so nice. Thank you. Like, I feel like your work is kind of it's next level with the with creativity, oh, and just like your colors and your styling and your lighting. Like, I feel like you take that extra step to really make it unique, for sure. And yeah. we try to make it our own, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you, thank you so much. It's been. Uh, yeah, definitely been a fun journey for us. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There, I mean, I, I love everything you do, but there were a couple photos that really stuck out to me. There was one 
where I thought for sure she was underwater. And I'm thinking, wow, they also do oh. underwater. But then I read your <laughs> no caption. Way, no and, way. Yeah. Reg is a Photoshop. Yeah, we talk about that all the time, how, yeah. you know, now we're kind of in a space where we're kind of serving as dream makers for kids right now. Um, we typically ask during each session, ask the parents to have the kids answer if they could have the shoot of their dreams, what would it be? Yeah. <laughs> and we obviously get some really interesting responses, but right now mermaids are definitely in with the girls. And so <laughs> we're definitely not under- underwater photographers. Hats <laughs> off to anyone <laughs> who is. Absolutely. So, you know, Reg had to kind of work his Photoshop magic and make that happen for them. It looks incredible. It's very realistic. Thank you. There was another photo that really stuck out to me too the girl wanted you said she wanted a Barbie like a real life Barbie experience yes (laughs) yes and you even put like in the the joints of her elbows and knees made it look like she was a doll yes that's actually kind of a redo of a classic photo that we had done a couple of years ago we had originally did the first shoot in New York and there was this really cool um this guy had a real life dollhouse and we wanted to shoot there and we were like oh my gosh this place is amazing and so we wanted them to obviously look like dolls in the house and Reg had the idea Reg is like amazing at Photoshop and yeah. so he had the idea to take the wooden dolls and he photographed them in the same light and the same positioning that we did as the girls and merged those to- together magically in Photoshop and so that ended up being one of our most popular photo series and so we when we you know we sometimes get themes that are you know repetitive yeah. uh, so a lot of girls wants to be dolls or mermaids or whatever and it's up to us to kind of figure out a way to make that different so this time we kind of made her into more of like a Barbie type doll so yeah it was really really fun yeah it was cool <laughs> I love how you did the pink like the tone on tone yes where it just yes. I don't know it just really stood out to me I love those Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay. So I would love to hear just how you got to where you are today. I mean, you have like a huge social media following, something like 300 plus thousand at least, right? I think we're at 220. Yeah, 220 on Instagram Mm -hmm. and about... I think 70,000 are on, on, um, on Facebook right now. So nope. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wow. Right? I said, it's, it I know it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it. but yeah, it's been, it's been a wild journey. Uh, and it's definitely, it hasn't happened overnight. It's been, this is like what our, I think going on our 12th year in business. Okay. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. a journey. <laughs> how did you guys discover photography in general? Like, how did you get into it? Yeah. So um, it's weird, like <laughs> looking back. So Reg and I, we actually met, we were long distance. <laughs> I was actually in Oregon at the time um, oh, and Maryland. Reg was in Maryland. So it was like okay. a cross country long distance. Um, and the weird thing, we didn't think about it at the time, but looking back, like we were always doing these like photo dates with each other. <laughs> and so like, uh, this was before I'm dating myself, but this was before like you could take a selfie on your cell phone, oh, yeah. you know? I so we actually days. had like, you know, the, <laughs> the big cameras and we were taking pictures of each other and that was by the end of that year I had one arm that was like real (laughs) extremely muscular camera right (laughs) um no but uh, we would we would take photos of each other I mean that was kind of you know yeah Yeah. our photos to to last us until the next time we saw each other and so that was kind of our very early beginnings into photography and then you know once we came together we were always kind of our we were like the family historians right (laughs) we were always documenting our families and our nieces and nephews and you know starting there and so that's kind of 
how we got started. Um, we moved here to Atlanta in 2006 together. And that's when uh, we decided Reg was going to go to school and he decided to go to school for photography. And okay. I decided to learn along with him. I was still working in corporate America at the time. And, yeah. you know, I just decided to learn while he was learning. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was kind of able to get, you know, I'm more of a self-learner. I can learn on, you know, through videos and, you know, tutorials and other things. So, you know, we just really, we started our business while he was still in school. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then like the style that you have now being in studio and, you know, Mm -hmm. just the really creative aspect, has that always kind of been your thing or did you morph into that? No, definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. We started out, um, we were definitely doing more, you know, natural light um, on location. Mm -hmm. And when we first started out, we were doing a little bit of everything. So we were shooting families and babies and weddings and whatever anyone would pay us for. (laughs) That's what we were, we were shooting. Right. Um, And like I said, I was still working full time and, you know, there kind of came a point in time when I thought, gosh, like if we're going to build this business, why are we going to build a business that we're going to hate? Right. Like we would show up to a wedding and we would hate shooting it or, you know, as as cute as the newborns are, we would do a newborn session and, you know, it was just draining. Right. (laughs) And so that's when we decided, gosh, we got to figure out what it is that we actually like to shoot and not just shoot anything that people will pay us for. Um, And we knew that we were always, you know, we were always kind of taking the kids to the side and doing things with them. During a family shoot, we will take the kids to the side and photograph them. And we end up right. spending like 30 minutes on a kid. Right, right. Like the, 10 minutes on a the parents right. were just the chauffeur right. session, right? <laughs> we didn't realize we were doing it. That's kind of yeah. And, and we were always taking like our friends' kids and doing creative concepts with them. And so at the time, I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't even know that we could make a living just doing children's photography, but yeah. I just knew that we liked it. And so we started, you know, just trying to build our portfolio uh, with some of the creative kids shoots that we were doing. And then I thought about it and thought that, you know, maybe we would get into the kids fashion industry because I thought maybe we could be a little bit more creative there. And I knew that we wanted to mm-hmm. do things with like, you know, clothing and fashion. And, you know, we didn't just want to take a kid out in the field and just let them run around and shoot them, right? Um, Or photograph them. And so then when we got there, we realized a couple of things. Number one, it wasn't very diverse at the time. And two, Mm. a lot of the kids that had natural Afro hair would come to the shoot and they would have, for headshots, and they would have their hair straightened because um, Mm. the parents thought that's what they needed to do to get their kid into the industry. And so we kind of thought about it. We were like, wow, you know, that's really sad. At an early age, we're kind of teaching these kids that, you know, their hair is not acceptable, you know, that their look is not acceptable. And so we kind of took it upon ourselves and we did a couple of uh, personal projects really just for us. Uh, And it was, you know, we wanted to show, you know, we had like three little natural hair girls out in uh, New York. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we chose New York, Times Square. (laughs) It was actually our first time. Right, right, right. (laughs) It was actually our first time even ever visiting New York. And we just decided, okay, well, where do you go when you're in New York, Times Square? (laughs) And so we had these three little girls. They were like five and six, I think, at the time. And it was these, you know, big poofy, you know, dresses and natural hair and you know obviously everyone was looking but that was kind of the start of you know our niche and our style Um, you know at the time we were very new to social media we had just kind of started you know on Instagram you know that's when um, I think we had shared a couple of photos before we got on the plane to come back and we came back and a couple of bloggers started sharing it. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, interesting. We had never had anyone share our work before, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, over the course of the next few months, we decided to do a few more personal projects and, that's really what took off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our personal work mm-hmm. really 
kind of catapulted our business. Um, we had one shoot. It was a roller skate girl shoot that we did in Austin, Texas. And it was something that we had nice. been thinking about for a while. Um, you know, we were kind of thinking about our childhood. And, you know, I knew I used to love to roller skate as a child and we would roller skate in the streets yeah. and, you know, just be carefree and have fun. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of, you know, show that uh, visually. And so we did a shoot with three little girls with uh, roller skates. Reg spray painted these roller skates that we, you know, got from eBay. And that one shoot kind of took us from, I think we had about 2,000 Instagram followers at the time to about 20,000 in a matter of like two months yeah. wow. just from people sharing, right? I, just, um, I think people just related with that childhood memory. Yeah, yeah. Also just, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like joyful. Of, uh, and it was yeah. something at the time, it was something that you really hadn't seen. You didn't see mm-hmm. these pictures of Black kids, you know, in the media that were just carefree totally. and having fun. And, you know, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so I think it was something that just resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so while you were doing your personal project, which is clearly so mm-hmm. important, I mean, Black children are not yes. in the media and advertising and right. enough in a positive light at all. So I feel like what right. you're doing mm-hmm. is truly like changing the world. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really, truly thank is. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> thank you. It's true. But you, so you have this really, really important part of your business that is your passion and your drive. And mm-hmm. okay, so, but did that part like, or were you also (laughs) like while you're putting so much energy and love into this Mm -hmm. project were you also yes like booking clients or was this your client work or what was happening while you were building that's a really good question because, you know, we think about it now and I'm definitely more reserved than rich in terms of, I'm like, really, um, I kind of take things like really slow and step-by-step yeah. when it comes to our business. And I was really nervous um, because, you know, again, at the time I was like, I don't even know if we could make a living doing this. right. Yeah, yeah. And so we were kind of doing it as personal work. And so we were still photographing families um, and we were doing some other things. We did start to get rid of the things that we absolutely just didn't like. So right. we started there. And actually, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone now, but at the time I was so nervous that I actually <laughs> had a whole separate website for our kids stuff. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. And so I had a whole separate website for our kids stuff and that I built. And, you know, I was really, I knew I needed a separate space where people could see some of the creative stuff that we were doing with kids. But I also was still trying to market to like, you know, the family crowd and um, some other things that we were marketing to. And so I had a separate page that I was kind of pushing to some of the target clients that we wanted for our children's work. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of using that to build up our, you know, child clientele uh, at the time that we were shooting some of the other stuff. So we did that probably for a couple of years until we were able to, you know, get enough clients on the, on the children's side to really start to focus on that. And I just, I feel like, even though we had these personal projects that got a lot of attention, it still brought, you know, regular clients because you know, to a regular work. person, they're basically like, if you take good pictures, then they, you know, how to, they yeah, they don't know. Right? You know <laughs> and I was going to say like, our personal and- work has been what has every big major milestone in our career has probably been based off of personal work. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, usually like even we'll talk about the Afro art series later, but 
the Afro art yeah. series was born as a personal project, mm -hmm. right? I feel like, you know, this is something definitely for photographers. If you want to move in a certain direction creatively, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like you kind of have to do it first and show it. And then your clients will start to say, oh, yes. hey, how can I get that too, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because a lot of times they don't know it if they don't see yep. it. So they don't know what they want. They just know they want yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> you need to show them what they... Exactly. And you are the artist, right? You know what you want, you know, in your portfolio and the look that you want and the style that you want. Yeah. And so you kind of have to put it out there for people to see it first. Absolutely. And I, th I think there are a lot of photographers who try to do some sort of campaign. And Sue does teach mm -hmm. that in, you know, in Sue Bryce education. She's yeah. always talking about find you know something that is important to you to turn into a campaign. Right. But I, I feel like, I don't know if, if sometimes it doesn't work for people. And I don't know if mm -hmm. it's, I mean, first of all, your work has to be beautiful and amazing along with the message that you're sending. So I, I do think there are those two components, the message and the work. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things. One of the things that I usually tell people is to not not do a project or a campaign just because you think that you know the market it pays well or that mm -hmm. people are really into it right now or you know do it don't just do it just for the money, right? right? Because I feel like when you do it you know, to me, everything has to align. Like your pat, your pa something that you're passionate about, something that people will pay you for, um, and something that you're great at doing. You know, all of those things have to come together for me. And so, yes. you know, we were not even thinking about the money at the time. Like for us, we were just like, look, I don't care if anyone likes this or not. Uh, this is just something that we want to do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then somehow the money just yeah. followed, right? <laughs> but at the time, we yeah. were thinking about it. You know, this is something that we feel strongly about. And when you do that, you're going to put forward your best effort and your best work in it, right? And I feel totally. like eventually you'll figure out a way to, you know, kind of make profit from it and, you know, other things later. But at the time, we were just really focused on this is, you know, something that is important to us. You know, these are the images that we want out there. And, you know, we were kind of figuring out how to make it work for, mm -hmm. for ourselves. And also just on a personal level, these are the types of images that we wanted to shoot, right? <laughs> um, it's something that wasn't right, out there at right. the time. And so we had to figure out, okay, if we want to shoot this, we got to figure out how to show it <laughs> and uh, show what it is that yeah. we actually want to photograph. Yeah. Now, okay, so th that's part of what I was getting at is that I it, it's so important to do something that's meaningful to you so that it is genuine right. and authentic when you put it out there. So I'm mm -hmm. so glad you said that right. part. That's exactly what I was yes. thinking and and sometimes I feel like when when you're in it and you're you're just doing it for fun and and mm. because you believe in it, it's like like you said, you're not thinking about what's happening, so you're not doing it out of like desperation for money or right. followers right. Yes. or whatever. Yes. Because people can feel that, you know. Yes, like, you yeah. can. And yeah, I tell that to people all the time. People can definitely feel when it's not authentic yeah. and it's not right. true. Right. And one thing that helped as well is that I was still working full time as we were building this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I tell people that all the time. Like a lot of times, you look at you know, you think, oh, I'm not a full-time photographer. I'm not, you know, doing this full-time. But I tell people all the time, listen, if I had to do it all over again, I would focus so much on my personal work <laughs> while I was still working because yeah. you have the time to really build that portfolio of your dreams, right? You have the time and, you know, you have that backup that you don't have as a yeah. full-time photographer. Like yeah. now, you know, I really have to kind of squeeze out the time to do personal work because obviously we have to balance it between, you know, what needs to be done to pay the bills. But if you're you're able to right, have that right. backup, you know, where you're not that you don't have to rely on your photography income for your bills. You have that time to really craft that portfolio of your dreams, mm -hmm. um, so that you can attract the the clients that you want. 
Yeah, that's such an important piece of advice. Truly, truly is. it. So you set yourself up more for success in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I love that. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so then is this your... Now, the type of work that I'm seeing on your Instagram, is that mm-hmm. the type of work that you're getting paid for now? Like, are those your clients? Correct, yeah. Can you take us through how that works? Yeah, I lo- a lot of people... So the interesting thing is a lot of people think they see our Instagram and they think um, that these are just like child models that we're working with just yeah. for fun. And I'm like, no, these are actually <laughs> these are actually paid shoot. I would say like 90% of what you see on our social media pages are paid clients. So awesome. um, and which is really fun because obviously we're getting to do like some really, really creative stuff um, with our clients. Yeah. And, you know, that's really what they're searching for when they come to us. And so I was talking about earlier how, you know, now most of our clients are just regular everyday parents that are just like, Hey, I want these cool photographs of my kids like this. I want wall art. I mm-hmm. want, you know, <laughs> you know, something, you know, of my kid looking this cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so we typically, you know, we send a questionnaire once they book and we ask, you know, the main question that we have the parents ask the kids is, you know, if they could have the shoot of their dreams, what would, you know, it be? And we get, you know, gosh, we've got so many different things. We get warriors and mermaids and princesses and, so cool. you know, just so many different things. Right. <laughs> For me, kids are, you know, just unlimited creativity for us because they're yeah. usually down for whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, kids are so fun in that way. Yeah. They don't have like the hesitations that adults have, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're usually thinking about like, if I told you, I, I people ask all the time, like, oh gosh, why don't you photograph adults? And <laughs> I usually give them this example. I'm like, if I told you that I was going to put you in a bubble wrap dress, like what would you think, right? <laughs> you would probably think like, oh, I'm not sure, right? <laughs> but kids yeah, are you usually like- that iridescent wrap, that iridescent <laughs> right. series yeah, you right. did, you so cool. It depends on how creative you are. But yeah, a lot of adults yeah. are, you know, usually more hesitant. Totally. But with kids, we can the sky's the limit, right? Um, yeah. and so that's typically, you know, how we do. You know, in the beginning, we were a lot more, I will admit, we were a lot more hands-on and collaborative with our clients in terms of creating. Now we're honestly kind of at a place where our clients trust us enough to, you know, once they say this is what, you know, um, my, my kids dream shoot is, then it's just on us, you know, to kind of take it from there. And it's, I kind of like that surprise element of it as well. Um, because you know, they come in and they really, you know, they kind of know what to expect. They know our work, but really all of the, the details come together on the day of the shoot. Um, and it's really fun. We do have a team. So we have a hairstylist and makeup artist that we work with and we all kind of collaborate together. Like we have been working together long enough to where, I can tell my hairstylist Shauna, like, "Hey, today we need a fairy tale lion," and she's like, "Okay, I got it." You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> and so it actually cool. works so much better. Um, in the beginning, you know, when we were first working with her, you know, we obviously had to kind of guide a little bit more and say, you know, "Okay, I want exact or something similar to this," or show examples. Um, but now I'm so glad that we're kind of at this point now because she comes up with things that I could never think of. Yeah, right. Yeah, for <laughs> and sure. so it really opens her up. So, you know, it's like, if we're all working on, you know, just 
unlimited creativity, <laughs> then it just opens everyone up to the next level. So like, I'm not telling her, okay, this is exactly how I want the hair or the makeup artist is exactly, we're kind of all vibing off of each oh, other. So like, great. Everybody's, yeah. not, everybody's just had to go in with all these reservations about, you know, keeping it comfortable yeah. so they can just be as creative as they want to be. Yeah. And yeah. I really like That's that, awesome. you know, our clients, they know our work. And so they know, you know, this is not where you come if you want something that's kind of plain and simple. Right. <laughs> like they know that this is going to be out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say is I'm guessing it seems like you're not just the high volume photos where parents are going to have like 50 or 60 or 100 right. photos to choose yeah. from. So no. how do you charge for that? I mean, clearly you are putting yeah. in a lot of thought, time, effort, mm-hmm. styling, all of that. So how do you, mm-hmm. like, if I were to come to you and say, I want to book a you know photo shoot for my son or my daughter, right? how do you charge for that? Yeah. So we typically, we have, um, we, we do have, we still have kind of our base packages, like our model package. And that's usually for kids that just need the basic photos. They need an agency headshot okay. or yep. agency yep. photos. We do still have that package. Um, but then most of our clients are booking either the creative session or the custom session. So for the creative session, you know, they're getting the hair and makeup, they're getting, you know, wardrobe that's from our existing, um, you know, wardrobe rental. Okay. We kind of have like a closet and so they can come in and then we're just kind of, they're showing up and we're doing the work. And, you know, we are, you know, just kind of making magic there on set. They're usually um, now I, I know that, you know, this is I know about controversial, but <laughs> we are a little bit different in that we don't do um, in-person sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even though I know that definitely we could make a lot more money <laughs> if we did, but just with our time and what, where I'm trying to go with my brand, we decided not to just because of the the time issue. And so we kind of front load our packages to get most of what we need. Um, we do, you know, still get some, try to push for some sales after, yeah. um, but we get most of what we need kind of in up front. So yeah. usually it's around 2,400 for a uh, creative package. Um, and that's just with rentals that we already have. Okay. It's eight yeah. digitals and, you know, that's it. Um, and then for our custom package, it's usually 3,600 and that's for, they want to get something that's a little bit more custom. So, you know, for the mermaid, you know, we want to actually customize right. a mermaid you know, costume or something right. like that. And that's usually like right. 10 or so images that they're getting. So that kind of okay, helps us yeah. to manage our day-to-day business. And then, well, I'm sure we'll talk about later, but we kind of supplement that with merchandising and, you know, other things that we're doing, licensing deals. And for me, that's kind of why mm-hmm. I talked about that we don't spend a lot of time on the back end after, you know, with the clients is because I need that time for us to be able to kind of work on some of the licensing, deal- licensing yep. deals and the merchandising and other things that we need to do. So, you know, it works for us right now. Yeah. And that's so important is what works for you. And, you know, 2400 and 3600 is a really nice average. I mean, granted, I know you're putting a lot of time in that, but if you're getting that prepaid up front right. and you're good right. with that while you can work on other things like... Yes. And you can guarantee that you're getting that on every shoot, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it helps. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that definitely worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have my packages and, and they don't pay until they choose how many photos, but I don't spend a whole lot of time mm-hmm. on upselling mm-hmm. prints and that sort of thing either. That works right. so well for some people right. and some people make a killing mm-hmm. on that. But for me personally, yes. I would, <laughs> yes. I'd rather spend my time doing other things and building my brand in a different way too. So I, you know, it's just like whatever works exactly. for 
you is is great. Right. And I think that's, you know, because I think so many photographers in the beginning, you know, you harp on, oh, well, they say I have to do this or I have to do that. And really it's what works for you. And I know that we talked about, you know, just us being a husband and wife team. That's super important for us, that time and us being happy in our business, because, you know, if, you know, I know there's some work like work like balance, but really our work is our, you know, is our right. life totally. <laughs> when you're a married couple. Right. And so if we're not happy with what we're doing, uh, you know, business wise, then mm-hmm. it's going to spill over into personal life as well. So we have to make sure that we're not stretching ourselves so thin that, you know, we're not able to still have, you know, a personal life in a relationship. So, um, yeah, that really, sure. you know, we for really sure. have to kind of figure those things out. And honestly, that's why we are so big on just doing, we only photograph what we absolutely love. Like for even with the kids, we really had to set parameters around that, right? Like in the beginning, you know, we mistakenly kind of open it up for all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had people that were bringing in like two-year-olds and three-year-olds. And oh, right. obviously <laughs> that's, that is not, that's yeah. not what we do. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> can you imagine trying to do what we do with like a two-year-old? Right? Like, no, <laughs> like that doesn't work. No, thank and so you. we yeah. still had to set parameters for our business. Um, we even, even though, um, you know, our sweet spot is usually between like that six to 10, six to 12 age range. Yeah. Even yeah. with the teens, it gets a bit harder um, because they're obviously, you know, becoming a little bit more reserved and, you know, they don't have that, I guess that sense yeah. of openness that, that, you know, some of the younger kids have that allows us to just right. be kind of totally free and creative. So yeah, we really had yeah. to, we have to constantly reevaluate and figure out, okay, are there things that we're doing that just don't work for us anymore, you know, that we're not happy with. Um, and even if right. it's something that, you know, maybe I'm happy with, but maybe Reg is unhappy with, like we're constantly trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more question before we move on to hearing just about the other side of your business and what mm-hmm. you do, you know, the, the rest of sure. it. So I know someone's going to out there is going to want to know when you present the eight, let's say for the, if someone get, books a creative package and they get eight photos, are they mm-hmm. choosing out of a bunch of photos? Or are you just presenting eight and here you go sort of thing? Yeah, no, we typically allow them to choose between, it's usually like 30 okay. or so proofs yep. and they can choose the ones that they want as their final okay. one. So yeah, we do allow them to okay, choose. That makes sense. Okay. And then, so tell yeah. me what you were talking about as far as the other things that you are moving into. And I know you have a, a book yeah. and you're your Afro art, and then you have the Disney princess series. Like you have so much cool stuff going. So (laughs) talk to me about what else you're doing in your business. It's been, that's been like a really fun, I guess, part of our business. So um, around 2017 was when we um, started the Afro art series. So like I mentioned in the beginning, we were doing a lot of environmental, um, natural light portraits, on location portraits. Mm -hmm. We were doing things with like groups of kids um, Mm -hmm. and that was fun. But then, you know, we get bored super easily. (laughs) So we're like, you know, what else can we do, right? Like what else can we do? And so we're like, we haven't really done a lot in studio. And so we're like, let's try to do more studio work. Mm -hmm. But I knew that. If we did studio, I honestly, I just immediately thought, oh my God, I'm going to be bored. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like I'm just going to be bored. So um, I tried to figure out, okay, how can we do something that's su- still super fun and creative, but in our style in the studio. And so we started the, um, what ended up being the Afro art series. I will be honest. It did not start as a series in the beginning. Really? <laughs> it was truly just us um, yeah. saying, hey, let's go in studio and do something in our style in the studio. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, we started to do, you know, some of, more of the styling and just play around with that. We wanted to showcase the beauty and versatility of Afro hair. Like mm-hmm. I knew, like I started transitioning my hair to natural hair, I think when I was maybe 
I was like in my mid twenties. Um, and I just know how many different things you can do with natural hair, right. With Afro hair. And a lot of times even black people don't realize like how much you can do and how, how unique and different it is. Right. And so I just wanted to showcase that and show, you know, the range. And so it's like, let's do something where we showcase the beauty and versatility of Afro hair. And so we started to do that in our style. And as we started to do it, parents were like, Oh my gosh, how can I get this? Right. (laughs) And, um, so we started to travel. And we would do sessions in different cities. And so in each city, we would book, you know, sessions that people could could sign up for. And we would say, okay, we're going to New York and we're doing a steampunk theme. Um, and, you know, mm. we would dress each kid according to the theme, um, but each kid would get like a different look, um, but it was still all according to the theme. So we were doing that. It really, we were just doing it just for, you know, just for us. And honestly, parents were booking. And so we did that for about a year. And then a blogger wrote to us and said, hey, can I... Uh, it was from my modern men, I believe. Um, she said, can I write about your series? And we were like, okay, yeah, we'll call it a series, right? <laughs> so, yeah. we had, I mean, by the end of the year, we did, we had collected like a lot of photos. So we had steampunk, you know, um, one, we had one that was, was based like off of earthy, earthy elements, like natural elements. Yeah. And so each one did have like a different theme to it. So then, you know, she asked for all, you know, different images from a bunch of the different shoots. Um, She posted it and somehow like maybe about five days later, other sites started to pick it up and lo and behold, it went viral. Right. (laughs) So it, I mean, it went like crazy viral. So we had like BBC news came all the way from London and they interviewed us, Uh, CNN, uh, Teen Vogue, uh, just all of these people started to pick it up. Like, just think like right before all of this happened, (laughs) we were literally thinking about stopping the the Afro art series. Yes. So I had just told our hairstylist. So we did it for like a year and I told you we get bored like super easily right mm-hmm. so I said I told my hairstyles I was like ah, I think this is gonna be the last photo that we do in this Afro art series um and it was like right before and we did that article and then things went viral and so I was like okay wow. I guess we got to figure something else out <laughs> uh, and so yeah so it went viral um and then uh that's when we got the book deal from St. Martin's Press uh so the publisher reached out to us and said hey I don't have kids at the moment, but my future kids, my nieces and nephews, they need this book. uh, And so we need to make it happen. Uh, She connected us with literary agents. And from there, you know, we kind of made it happen. So, so awesome. Super excited. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And to me, it's a testament to doing what you love, doing great work. And eventually, you know, people will notice, right? Like, I um, mean, like even during the book process, they did not change anything. We wanted. Yeah. I mean, we were so grateful to just yeah. have, I mean, they were really open to, you know, I want it to be authentically you guys um, and your work. Yeah. And so we were able to really just guide that process. So I don't know if you want me to get into like the book part first or some of the other licensing. Sure, yeah. But- well, it's called Glory, right? This is your first yes. book. I have a feeling, Glory. I think you have another book coming out too, right? Yes, a uh, children's book. Um, but this is our first one. This is a coffee table okay. book. Um, and it's Glory, Magical Visions of Black Beauty. And super exciting. It is, uh, gosh, what, 266 pages of wow. some of our kind of greatest hit photos. Um, and um, also some that we photograph specifically for the book. Um, one of the things that I love about the book is, you know, people see the kids on our social media pages, but they often don't get the story behind them. So in the book, we were really able to 
dig into some of the stories behind some of the kids. Mm-hmm. And gosh, we have so many amazing kids featured in the book. We have an eight-year-old girl who is a neuroscience expert here in Atlanta. Oh and she gosh. understands college-level neuroscience, right? Like, what was I doing at eight? <laughs> we had, like, roller um, skating? I was roller skating. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and we have activists. We have a little girl in South Africa who she um, kind of started kind of like a revolution there in her in her school. Um, and she was fighting to be able to wear her own ac- natural Afro hair in school in South Africa. Wow. We have a 10-year-old DJ in Ghana um, who, you know, is just an amazing d- little DJ. And so, you know, we were really able to show this wide spectrum of Black kids across the African diaspora and show the amazing things that, that they are doing. We touched on so many different stories. We touched on colorism. We touched on domestic violence, uh, you know, just so many mm-hmm. different things. Um, and, you know, I wanted both kids and adults to be able to look at this book and see themselves somewhere in this book, right? Like I wanted any kid to be able to pick up this book and see themselves represented. Yeah. How does it feel to flip through it? You know, just to see all of that. Gosh, (laughs) just amazing. Just number one, because, you know, I mean, we photograph a lot for the book in, I believe it was 2018. um, 2018. And so the book just came out 2020, right? So that was a while for us to kind of sit on those images. And, you know, and so when it finally came out, it was just like, wow, like this, this really happened. (laughs) This was really our work and it's really out there. And just to see, you know, how far it's gone. You know, we Target did like a big push uh, for a book and awesome. they did, they had uh, like our images up on the big jumbo screens in Target. And just to see that and see like, you know, this is our work that yeah. <laughs> that is out in, in, you know, major retail stores. It's, it's been amazing. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, we are. Def- I can't even explain. Yeah. We, we can't still. believe <laughs> we are definitely grateful for the journey. Yeah. yeah. It's well-deserved. I mean, Truly. It's just, it's so cool. Thank you. Okay. So, so you have glory and then what are some of the other things that you're getting into? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we did um, a couple of years ago, we actually turned some of our images into illustrated characters, oh. and we in turn turned those into um, merchandise. So we started a back to school line. Um, so we had backpacks and notebooks and no you know way. other things. So that was really really fun. Yeah. So we was that did before the book. That was before the book. Yeah. So that was amazing to me because it was like it was crazy going to like New York and then seeing a kid on the street we with our backpack. We randomly saw on. a kid in New York like with our <laughs> yeah. Back yeah, on, right? That like that was amazing. insane. Yes. <laughs> we actually took a video. Um, <laughs> we were like in a, in a cab in New York and we had, we took a video of us like screaming like, Oh my God, that's our backpack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, how cool is but, that? Uh, but yeah, so it's been amazing. Cause you know, what we found was that, you know, we are definitely in tune with our audience and we know, you know, what their pain points are. We know what they're looking for. And mm-hmm. some of the same, I guess, some of the same concerns that they have in terms of, you know, in the photography industry, they have in other things. So they're looking for representation in their back to school products and, you know, in other merchandising. So we were able to, and, you know, they were looking for representation, but also something that, you know, kind of spoke to today, right? Like they wanted something that spoke to, you know, kind of the cool images that we were creating and to have that replicated in other things. So we did, you know, our merchandising line, but then we are now doing a children's book that will be released in the fall called The Me I Choose to Be. And so we're super excited about that. That will be kind of our work in a children's book. It's not illustrated. It's still our work, but it gets into like, we did a little uh, more like, um, I guess, 
merging with like Photoshop mm-hmm. and to make it a little bit more like fantasy. So super excited about that as well. We also do a calendar every year. Um, so we have been doing a calendar from our Afro art series since the Afro art mm-hmm. series started. Mm-hmm. That came about as a request from a lot of our audience. Mm-hmm. They were like, are you guys going to do a calendar? Can you do yeah. a calendar? And so we started doing that and we were selling it every year. And honestly, like we signed my mom up, my mom ships them. Nice. <laughs> she calls it my mom. Is, my mom's name is Karen. So she says her, uh, her shipping service is Karen Prime, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and so okay. she, you know, she was doing all this shipping for us. Um, but actually, so this year, Workman Publishing is going to be, uh, they offered us a licensing deal for our calendars. And Sweet. so now this year will be our first year um, having licensed calendars that will be out in bookstores and Amazon and everywhere else. So again, that just came from us, you know, we were for years, we've been doing it just us and my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, someone looked at it and, and picked it up. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, wow. Okay, so for people out there who are thinking like, I would love to do some t- sort of photography book or calendar mm-hmm. or just some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, merchandise. I think it's so cool that you turn the, your photos into illustrative. It's, that's, <laughs> it's just so cool. Is this something that people can monetize? Like, is this something that helps pay the bills or is it just getting, help getting your name out there? You know, I hear when you write a book, sometimes you don't actually make money on selling the book. It's, I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's what I've heard. Well, for us, yeah, no, definitely. So I'll just be honest. So we were offered a six figure deal um, for our book. Um, Now that's, you know, part of it was, you know, they did our agent told us that, you know, they kind of look at a variety of things. They look at your following. They look at, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how much they're going to be able to, you're going to be able to market and promote the book and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just other things. Um, but they also look at, you know, the work and, you know, the, the publishers kind of making a bet on what they can get in return. Right. And so that's usually what your offer is based on. So we get that in advance and that usually, you know, you have to cover the shoots, but also, cover, you know, yourself as well. And so the way that it works is that if you honestly, they are looking to obviously make that advance back. And so you don't get royalties until the money is paid back from the advance. So that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So once the, once the advance is paid back and then you're able to get royalties from the book for forever. Right. So you're hoping that you can sell enough. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, but it seems like for you guys, I mean, you had social proof that your work is something that people Mm -hmm. want to see more of, you know, you had, Mm -hmm. you grew your social media, you already had the first book. So I guess for, for people out there, it seems like I don't, I don't want it to sound like, oh yeah, this is just, everyone can get a six figure book deal. Like you, you really put in the time. Yeah. I was going to say, we actually started our, so we did a first book that was self-published. Mm. So 2016 was when I left my full-time job and we got this bright idea to do um, <laughs> what we called a world tour. Um, and it was, we visited and photographed in eight different countries in about 35 Whoa. days, which was insane. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we did like several countries in Europe. We did South so Africa, great. Ghana, Cuba. 
So it was amazing. And we were kind of doing that. Um, number one, it was just something that we was all like a bucket list thing that we've always wanted yeah. to do. But also we wanted to put together our own kind of self-published book. I'll be honest, we didn't do much at all with that self-published book. <laughs> it was very hard. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that we got so much value out of that trip. Um, number one, we were able to make contacts and make relationships with other vendors in different countries. We were able mm-hmm. to make mistakes. We, we self-funded that whole tour because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be something where we could make mistakes. We didn't have to have a client that was kind of breathing over our backs because I had no idea. Like We had never even been to many of these countries before, so yeah. I had no idea if this was going to be successful or not. Right. Right? <laughs> and so we were able to get there and you know do shoots, make mistakes, but that really gave us a great foundation um, before we were able to get to our published book. You know, I look back on it now, I'm like, man, imagine if we were trying to do oh, the published yeah. book and we did not have that <laughs> that like under our belt. Like and, it would have yeah. been so difficult been because we had to try to travel and we were under a tight deadline mm-hmm. and we had to make sure that we were obviously delivering quality images. But since we had that foundation, now when we traveled to those locations again, we had, you know, hairstylists that we would work with. We had right. um, some models that we knew, some contacts that we could, you know, maybe send things right. to, you know. Yeah. And so it just made it so much easier. So yeah, I I would say, you know, if you can, we have a, so Ronisha Franklin is a great example of someone. She's a photographer and a friend of mine. And um, I had actually uh, given her some advice when she had done a couple of images of just striking portraits of uh, black women in studio. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, have you ever thought about doing these as a series? I was like, you know, she, she was still trying to kind of find her voice. And she was like, yeah, that might be a great idea. So she did it. And she did, um, I think, like 100 portraits of black women in the studio. Um, and just, you know, and she had them list, I think, like three power words about themselves or something like that. But she ended up doing that series and it took off and she created a, a self-published book for herself. And she is still selling that book today, right? Awesome. <laughs> um, so what's her so name a- again? Ronisha, R-H-O-N-I-S-H-A, Ronisha Franklin. So it's okay. R. Dion Photo. Okay. But yeah, she is a great example of um, just kind of putting it out there on, you know, just a self-published book. Uh, she, you know, did gallery shows and, you know, she really was just kind of hitting the ground, uh, just getting her name out mm-hmm. there and getting her work out there. And I think, was it Apple or someone even brought her in mm-hmm. and to speak about her work? Cool. Um, you know, so just seeing that, that journey, it doesn't always have to be, you know, a publisher coming in to to kind of swoop you off your feet Mm -hmm. like you can definitely hit the ground solo first (laughs) and kind of show that proof and then you know hopefully things it would you know make turn into something else in the future and it was crazy because she always photographed like this but it was just the fact that she put it needed to see yeah like and you know just really i think focused on you know having that series Mm -hmm. right (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh so much great stuff going on for you guys what where do you see yourself going next like what's your you know, do you want to keep booking like clients or, you know, regular stuff that you do now? You know, what 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 do you want to fill your time with, I guess? Yeah. Like, I feel like right now we are definitely in our happy place. Uh, like, you know, we've worked with uh, like child models before, people that were in the industry. But to me, like, I love just the regular everyday kid, right? Like, yeah, I love that transformation sure. of, sure. you know, everyday kids. We've done commercial work before. And even though I like it and we can still do some of it, that's not like where 
I, I don't think that's like our, yeah, <laughs> like it's still a little bit of work for us. Like yeah. to me, like when we're in the zone, it's just when we're doing our regular everyday mm-hmm. session. Yeah. So I will always want to do some of that, you know, and I feel like for us, it keeps us creative and keeps us on yeah. our toes. Yeah. So I'll still, you know, want to do that, some of that. Um, but right now we're kind of focusing on more of, uh, we have like a few kind of merchandising deals that are, you know, in progress. Um, and so I want that to kind of supplement some of what we do so that it opens mm-hmm our time up more for, you know, kind of being a little bit more picky with some of the the other projects that we work on. Um, not only that, but it frees up our time to do our personal shoes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Which I miss yeah. Lot. We haven't been able to do as much as uh, much of that as we would like. So mm-hmm. that, and then, you know, I say that we are, I don't really see us just as photographers. Uh, like I would love to be more of an empowerment brand for kids mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of look outside of just I guess our scope is not just, okay, what kind of, you know, photography business can we build? Like we're looking at what other things can we, can we add on to our brand as well? Totally. Now is your brand, I know your photography business is creative soul, but so for your Mm -hmm. merchandise and all of that, is it a totally different brand or are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's still branded under creative soul right now. Um, Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever change in the future, but for me, it's just easier to have it all yeah. under one right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't see us managing like another separate social media oh, and other stuff. Totally. Right, I don't believe right now, you know, unless we can get someone to manage that full time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I do have one more question just on the photography end. Do you do all of your own editing and retouching? I know, Reg, it sounds like you're really, really good at it. Is that something that you, yeah. you do everything start to finish? Good question. Yeah, right now we we do. do. (laughs) And it's been, I'll be honest, it's been a bit hard. Uh, (laughs) um, But it's partly because we like it, um, Mm. for the most part. um, And two, because we like putting our own stamp on it. Now, I will say that we're kind of dabbling and experimenting with some uh, retouchers right now that can kind of help (laughs) out when we do need need it in a crunch. Um, But yeah, right now we've been doing all of our own, (laughs) which can be a bit difficult. um, But yeah, eventually I think I'll move to kind of a hybrid model where we're at least having a retoucher that's doing kind of some of the base mm-hmm. things. Stuff, yeah. And then, you know, we still add our own touch on it, you know, for the, to give it that final yeah. look. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't ever want to leave us. I still want it to have kind of our signature style. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, totally. And, you know, I really want us to be creative with it. I think people struggle with that in general, like thinking about a retoucher. I never struggled with it because I hate retouching. So yeah. I'm like, anyone who yeah, yeah. wants to do it, <laughs> go for it. Right, right, right. But I think people, especially right. because yes. you guys have so much of that creative element mixed in and there is a lot of Photoshop there when you're trying to make someone look like they're underwater and they're not like that way I feel like would be a little bit harder to let go of yeah yeah (laughs) and a lot of it like we just kind of think of on the fly right like you know we're kind of thinking of like once we see that image then we're like okay let's play with this let's play with that you know (laughs) I mean so it's hard for me to really tell someone else like how to do that so that's been our struggle Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we're we're kind of getting to a point where we'll definitely be moving more to a hybrid model um, so that it frees up our time so that we're not doing, spending so much time, yeah. you know, doing editing. Yeah. So it's, a, it's even been hard just to find a regular retoucher, but we finally found, we found, yeah. Work, yeah. You know? So well, yeah, it's not easy to find someone who totally matches with you. Yes. I, I recently interviewed Pratik. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a retoucher. He's an amazing oh, retoucher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was yes. like, Yes. Talking about how it's almost like you're like dating. You're trying to find someone to like. Right. Yeah. Really well. I'm telling you, and that's why we've cut out so many different yeah. people, and it's just it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I finally, like I said, it literally was just like last week that we found someone that finally I was like, okay, like even though 
it was basically just having him do like the base mm-hmm. the things like the base retouching. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm okay with this. Like if he right. can just give me that base yeah. start. We're not, and on then dating. Can... <laughs> we're not on dating terms yet, but yeah, we're right. walking in a park <laughs> right. right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm like, if he can just give me that base stuff, like it will free up so much of our time and, you know, allow us to just kind of put our last little finishing touch mm-hmm. on it. Like I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, you guys have so much to offer elsewhere. It's like that part. Of, I don't yeah. know. I feel like, yeah, like we really that ideally I would like to be able to get rid of more of that. So so yeah, I I definitely think that we're kind of on the right path now in terms of maybe just doing like a hybrid thing. Yeah, cool. Oh, I'm so excited for you guys. What a cool oh, journey you had. You. I mean, yeah, amazing. yeah. And to hear that you started out like how most of most photographers do, where you're like, I did the weddings and the babies sure. and whatever, and and really niching down. Yes. I just I love that. And and it hasn't even been that long. You oh. said you didn't quit your corporate job right. until less than five years ago. Yes, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, but we were like grinding super hard. Like mm-hmm. even when we were still, while I was still working, yeah. like a lot of people didn't even realize that I was still working full time uh, wow. because we were doing so much. Like we were we were doing a lot. Um, you know, even when I was full time, I was lucky to have a boss at the time. He knew what we did. He kind of saw our work, <laughs> and he was like, "Look, I know you're going to leave me at some point." <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, he, he said. He said, just give me, you know, enough time so that, you know, I'm not scrambling when you do. Yes, <laughs> um, so yeah, he was yeah, really yeah. flexible with, you know, really allowed us to to still kind of do what we do, <laughs> even when I yeah, was working full time. So good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing everything with us. This is just, it's so cool to finally so hear your you. whole story. I do have a couple more questions, though, that I always ask at the end of each sure. episode, if it's okay. Sure. The first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Okay, this is, sounds like really simple, but these mini clamps. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is interesting that I learned uh, when we used to work with a wardrobe stylist um, for kids. And she always had these little mini clamps that you get from Home Depot. They're like super tiny, but they work out so well when trying to clamp clothes in the back um, and make it fit for kids um, because, yeah. you know, they're obviously tiny. <laughs> yeah. And so we usually use that for everything. We even use it sometimes on our, our hairstyle will use it to clamp up certain things but they yeah save lives. yeah they do we have that in our backpacks we yeah. have it in the studio they're everywhere so yeah so yeah cool. that's, that's a good that tip for people all the time yeah, yeah these little <laughs> yes. mini clamps cool i like that i know you said number two i know you said that your you know work is your life but what do you do how do you spend your time when you're not working we honestly like we value like our TV time like we are like oh you know can we like if we're after a shoot we're like okay let's eat dinner and actually get to watch TV together right. you know yeah. <laughs> um because usually like he's doing something and I'm doing yeah. something I feel like and, we're working like all the time yeah, and but, like, like we're so, working like, separately. Like even if we go to like Target, like I get dressed up. So he's like, date. "Oh, this is date. This is date night." You know, <laughs> I love it. I don't even care. Like, so, yeah, I'll we're take just anything. like you know, and we like simple things like yeah. <laughs> like that. So like watching TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to travel if we can. Slip in like a quick getaway or vacation. We love that. So mm-hmm. you know, usually just trying to find time that we can actually do something together where we're not thinking about you know photos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, TV. I would say like we like to Netflix and chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cherished time, man. I. I completely relate. Yeah, that's great. Okay, number three is, what's your favorite inspirational quote? 
So I actually said, I know this one <laughs> because <laughs> it's something that was instilled in me and in, uh, from college, uh, but it's, I'll find a way or make mm. one. And that resonates with me so much. Uh, that was kind of our college, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our quote that we, that was instilled in us um, at our school, but gosh, it, it resonates with me so much because that is literally what we've done. Like in the beginning, we always talk about how, um, you know, it wasn't easy kind of breaking into this industry doing what we were doing. And so mm-hmm. we didn't always have the support that we had. We had to find a way or make one, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Even when it came to, you know, a lot of what we do now was born because, you know, we couldn't get clothing pulls from designers and other mm-hmm. things. So we were, you know, we basically started doing it on our own. Like Reg yeah. started customizing clothing pieces and, you know, <laughs> doing other things. So it's literally been us finding a way or making one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we still do to this day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so simple, but so powerful and important. So yeah, very cool. Yes. Okay. And then number four is what advice do you have for people who are just starting out in the photography business, I guess? I would say um, for people that are just starting out um, to, I don't mind you doing a little bit of everything in the beginning <laughs> so that you can figure out what yeah. you like, what you don't like, but then eventually figure out that thing mm-hmm. that you love. Like, again, I always tell people to find what, what is it called? Ikigai. Um, and that's things that you can do that you are passionate mm-hmm. about, that people will pay you for, and that uh, you are great at. The intersection between those three are your happy place. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we're constantly evaluating and constantly looking for. And so if you can find those three things, then you'll always have a job that you will love mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you know you will that won't feel like work for you. So mm-hmm. the quicker that you're able to find that, then the quicker you'll be onto a, you know, a journey that works for you. Mm-hmm. So definitely experiment, 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 and then, you know, finding that happy place for yourself and your business. That's so wise. Seriously, it really truly is so wise. Yeah, I definitely, I had a mentor when I was at my first internship that told me that and it's stuck ever since. Yeah, (laughs) it it makes sense. It makes sense that so many people, gosh, don't ever really find something that they truly love doing and they're at a job 40 hours a week that they hate and Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are so many people who are listening right now who are in a job that they are trying to get out of in order to, you know, have this business. Right. And <laughs> so what you just said is is really, mm-hmm. you know, if you're out there, Lynn, this is you, like rewind and listen to what Karin just said again, because that, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been there. Same. I was there too. I was a, a social worker for 12 years before I started this. And yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. different when you love what you're doing that's for sure okay so if people want to find you online um where can we find you and then also i'm not sure when this comes out if your children's book will be out yet but where will people be able to find it if it's not out yet um, so you can find us online at creativesoulphoto.com and uh, on Instagram and Facebook at Creative Soul Photo. And for our children's book, for our glory book, uh, you can find that on creativesoulphoto.com slash glory has all the links. Um, it's on Amazon in most of your local bookstores. And the children's book will be launching in September. Uh, and that is called The Me I Choose to Be. And it will also be in retailers uh, worldwide uh, and on Amazon. So super excited about that. Fantastic. That's just awesome. Well, thank you again for spending time with me. And I know you guys are busy, so we really appreciate it. You're welcome. So yeah, I can't wait to see what else you guys do and just keep following (laughs) you. And 
Yeah, it's just so so exciting. So exciting. Well, thank you so much for having yeah, us. We hope this helps someone out there. <laughs> no, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So awesome. awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks All right. again. All right. Bye. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and eight frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX 100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.